0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today our topic is grandparents' money wisdom. You know, I'm a grandparent. I have a <laughs> lovely little grandson who is almost five years old, and. Um, I think about what kind of money lessons I want to teach him. Oh, yeah. And so I think that this is going to be a great topic for all of you listening out there who are grandparents mm-hmm. and um, have something to teach the little grandkids in your life that you love.
0: And that maybe you wish you'd taught your own kids. You exactly. Know, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So Amy, welcome to Money Guide Thank this morning. Thank you, Mary. Glad Our, to be here. So here's the thing is that um, grandparents have lived their whole life and learned a lot of lessons and accumulated a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom. And I do think there is a big difference between what we know now as grandparents and what we knew when we were parents and raising our own kids, Mm -hmm. right? And that whole saying of, if I only knew, you know than what I know now. I right. might have done some things a little bit differently.
0: And I also think it's a time, as a grandparent, you're reflecting a lot more on the relationship you had with your grandparents or your parents right. and what lessons you retrieved from them or
1: what they, you know, left you with. So, you know, when I decided to do a show about this, I wanted to look at some of the data. And one thing I found was that according to TIAA-CREF, which is a big um, financial... Uh, organization, Mm -hmm. three-fourths of young adults consider their grandparents to be an influence on both their savings and their spending habits. Wow. So that's a pretty big number. Seventy-five percent of kids out there, young adults out there, have said that they're influenced in their understanding of money by their grandparents. And I think that generation has a much closer relationship with their grandparents than in generations prior. Yes,
0: I would agree with Mm -hmm. that for
1: sure. So, you know, your grandparents have a lot to offer from money stories to embarrassing stories about your parents. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're kind of a wealth of wisdom on a lot of different areas, and we're going to kind of jump into one of them. Um, So the the one thing that I think is probably... Um, an under talked about area is that grandparents are often masterful at teaching their grandkids about creative ways to save money okay so grandparents our older generations have been through some serious stuff they've been through wars their parents were in the great depression they know what it's like to go without and that has created a legacy of learning how to save money creatively so if you're looking to pass a lesson down to your grandkids think about the creative ways that you saved money Mm -hmm. and share them with them right so what were some of the ways that you think your grandparents taught you about saving money?
0: Well, you know, I think for one thing, uh, my husband and I were talking about this, and we have this remembrance of them saving rubber bands and <laughs> rewashing out plastic bags. Yeah. And uh, my mother, as a grandparent to my children, could never, you you, you could never use one napkin enough times. You know, mm-hmm. it would just, they would just accrue behind the toaster. And it was just a habit. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thrifty. You're v- thrifty. Very you are not thrifty. wasteful. I think that's the big thing. I think we're a
1: much more wasteful generation, whereas they were uh, reusable on everything. Right. So this is my favorite memory. Um, this was actually something my mom um, taught me when I was a young girl, and I hated it. I will tell you I hated it as a little girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I look back now and I think, Man, she was a genius. Yeah, <laughs> right. So They were creative. Yeah, like so I was say. the second of four children, and I had an older brother, and so my brother would have new clothes bought for him because he was the Pecking boy. order. Yes, of course. <laughs> and when he would outgrow his pants, then, you know, I was the next in line. But the fundamental problem here was... He was a boy, Mm -hmm. and I was a girl. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't really want to wear his brown corduroy pants very badly. (laughs) They were clearly boys' pants. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So what my mom did that was so ingenious is that she found colorful iron-on patches, and she would iron on and sew in little details like flowers all along these pants to make them look like little girl pants. Oh,
0: my gosh, Mary. And
1: it probably cost her, you know, less than a dollar to modify a half a dozen pair of pants with these colorful patches. It just took her time. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, was styling in my little flower-embellished brown corduroy pants now. And they looked like girl pants. Right. So she was able to, for a very small amount of money figure out how to save on buying her second child clothes and then you know kids are hard on your clothes you're always busting out the knee right mm-hmm. so whenever we would get a hole in the knee on would come the next flower patch <laughs> right <laughs> there's more where that came from yeah now I had two younger sisters too so you can bet that these flower pants went through me and then my younger sister and then my next younger sister and we all wore this pair of brown corduroy pants that my brother started with.
0: I think another thing you brought up that I can recall, and I think everyone listening can relate to this, and it is, back in the day there was more time than money. Yes, And that's what you were saying, Mm -hmm. essentially. And that's what you always have to weigh out on things. And now, it's like
1: we have no time for anything. We pay for all services, it right. seems. Yeah, so we're trading money for time, and mm-hmm. really time is the most valuable commodity.
0: And I think I had mentioned to you, I had my Barbie, my doll clothes were all made with scraps from things. And I wanted the store-bought clothes yeah. from Blackstone <laughs> Hardware, their toy department. But I, And then my friends wanted my Barbie doll clothes, so you you also want what you don't have.
1: That's true. That's very true. So anyway, the grandparent wisdom here to pass along down is that there are creative ways to save money and reaching into your past to think about the ways that your grandparents maybe taught you or your parents taught you, and passing that on down to your grandkids Mm -hmm. are life lessons that Mm -hmm. they definitely remember. Like I don't remember anything about new pants that my mom ever bought me, but I for sure remember the lesson I learned with these flower-patched brown corduroy pants. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things Absolutely. that stick. And
0: you may not... You probably didn't draw on it, obviously, in your teens or even your 20s. It takes reflecting as
1: a grandparent. Right. You know, yeah. Or a parent. Okay, the next thing that I think that grandparents can teach the grandkids that is very valuable is to avoid debt. Mm-hmm. Now, in... Generations now, it's not uncommon to just take on debt or to buy things on credit or to max out your credit cards or things like that. That is very far removed from what our grandparents ever thought was okay or normal. Right. So I think that most grandparents um, were ones that saved the money before they bought something. Yeah. If you couldn't pay cash for it, you have no business
0: owning it. Right. And I've told you the story that when I was young and I would come home from school, my job was to go to the mailbox and make sure, and if there were any credit card statements to my mom, that I made sure and hid those so that my dad didn't see them.
1: (laughs) This is not a tip. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is a what not to do. And But that, to me is exactly what that generation saw Yeah, from, you know, living through the depression.
1: Exactly. And if we can teach our grandchildren to not create the debt problems for themselves that yes. perhaps the millennial generation is faced with now, I think that would be a very wise piece of advice to pass on down to the generations. Now, um, I heard a great um, statistic that is our grandparents probably spent – more money on their last car than they did on their first house. Yes. Super interesting when you think about that. Yes. The price of things just goes up. Mm -hmm. It just does. But so has income. And so it's all proportional and that means that you don't have to take on significant amounts of debt just to live or get by. And to be mindful about what debt you're willing to take on and how that will affect you. Absolutely. So um, you know my Grandmother gave me her car. It was a dirty green Plymouth Duster. <laughs> oh. That was from the 70s. Are you kidding? And it had 11,000 miles on it when she gave it to me. And when I was a teenager, that was my first car, the Plymouth Duster. Yes. And I wanted nothing more than to have a new car of not this duster. (laughs) (laughs) Which now teens would
0: love to have. Oh, God, yeah. I Um, wish I had it
1: back. Yes. But um, I learned a valuable lesson with that because all I really had to do is put gas money into it. I didn't have to take wages from my part-time after-school job and make a car payment. That's right. And so I learned the value of not having debt through the generosity of my grandmother, whereas I saw friends who were struggling to make payments on their cars. Yes, that's right. My uh, daughter ended up
0: getting my dad's car, so she got grandpa's car, and it was in impeccable condition. Mm -hmm. And she kept that up until she graduated from college. She had that car for so long, and it was just a hunk of junk by the time she got rid of it. Mm. And I was really discouraged, but I have to say it She wanted a different car like you so much that when we got her a different car when she graduated, which was not new by any stretch, she keeps it very well. She keeps so it she maintained. learned some lessons about mm-hmm. the things that
1: she values she's willing to take care of. She realized yeah. she had really <laughs> degraded that car. So those are two two good things that grandparents can talk about. Creative ways to save money and then avoiding debt. Um, if you are a grandparent or a parent and, and you're looking forward in your life to, you know, the next stages, or if you happen to be a person whose parents are getting older and you know that you're going to have to step in and help them take care of their finances. We have a great seminar coming up. It's called Assisting Your Aging Parents. It's on February the 28th. And we'd love for you to join us because we're very serious about helping the next generation help you. And we want those listeners who are the ones going to be doing the help to be well set up to take care of their parents and honor their legacies. Mm-hmm. And the best way we can do this is by educating people on how to do that, how to wrap your hands around your parents' financial situation so that you can help them get through whatever they're going to face going forward.
0: Yes. And I'm excited to say we'll be hosting it at Holy Spirit Retirement. Perfect. Which will be a great Perfect place, place for it.
1: Yeah, that's going to be great. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we are talking about grandparents' money wisdom. So I have a great quote that I want to share with you. And this is by someone named Ellen Goodman. And the quote is, what the next generation will value most is not what we owned, but the evidence of who we were and the tales of how we loved.
0: Oh, that's so true.
1: I think that is so moving. And um, to go along with this grandparent money wisdom, which is very important and valuable to pass down to your kids. We also have a fabulous thing that we're giving away, and it's called a journal of memories to share with your grandchildren. Um, it's It's been put out by one of the companies that we work with, but it gives you places to share your memories, to share your photos with your grandchildren, and then also to stick in some of your best money advice to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really a neat booklet. When I saw that, I commented to you, I said,
1: you can, really? We can all have one of these? You can all have one of these. So give us a call or go out to com and um, request the Journal of Memories for grandparents. You'll love it and your grandkids will love it. Um, and it'll be a beautiful reminder of who you were as well as passing down some of your wisdom to the people that you love. So yes. give us a call and ask for that. All right, so let's talk about another thing that um, is... A piece of advice that you can give to the next generation as a grandparent and that is about spending smart okay Okay? so having thoughtful spending in what you actually do with your money Mm -hmm. so um, innovations in online shopping make it super easy to spend money right Mm -hmm. one click boom You can get something shipped to the next day. You'll have it. Um, Instant gratification. Very much. Yeah, our whole (laughs) society now is kind of set up for that instant gratification. And that is the absolute opposite of what thoughtful spending is really all about. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, grandparents can help grandkids understand how not to be a victim of impulse shopping. Mm -hmm. And why that maybe is not the best thing for you. And teach the grandkids how to spend mindfully. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that you value about this thing that you're going to get? Or is it just something that you're going to enjoy for 12 seconds and then throw on the pile of other stuff that you don't really care too much about? Right. So, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that um, my grandmother spent money on was a cleaning lady. And that cleaning lady was yours truly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, she and here's the thing. It took me a long time to figure this out. She knew I wanted to make extra money. I was very industrious as a kid, but she wasn't spending her money because she really needed a cleaning lady. Mm -hmm. She was spending money so that she could trap me in her house for a couple of of hours on the weekend and chit chat to me. Right. And she literally followed me around the house while I was cleaning. And we just talked and talked and talked for the hours that I was cleaning. And you know, Mary, I've, tried to preach this to my kids because I'm
0: already guilty of it. And that is repeating the same stories, but you know, Oftentimes it's not they know they've told you the story before, but when they're telling the story or when we're telling a story, it's because we're reliving the moment and it was a happy moment or a a learning moment. (laughs) A learning moment,
1: yeah. So I think back on that about how that translates to thoughtful spending and she was willing to spend money helping me, but to be able to connect to me as her grandchild. That was very clever of her. I thought very strategic. Yeah, I didn't get it (laughs) at that point, which was the point, right? You know, I didn't get it. I just thought I was getting paid to clean her house. House and I didn't realize how valuable of a time that was for me growing up too. And I can look back on that now and know that. Yes. So that's just like a, a little example of how thoughtful spending um, makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I can tell my kids and my grandkids about that now. Mm-hmm. And I can spend money on experiences with them. But I think the lesson there is that part of thoughtful spending isn't about buying stuff. It's about... Buying experiences, like Mm -hmm. being willing to spend money on experiences that matter and that will that will create memories that last a lifetime is so important. Mm -hmm. Yes. How long did that take you to realize what she had? I probably didn't realize that until I was in my 30s that that was what she really had given me. Sure. Yeah. So and then it was kind of funny because, you know, when we talk about legacy, um, I cleaned her house so I knew everything she had. Oh right? right. And then when my grandmother passed away and my brother and my sisters were there and my mom and dad and, and my parents were saying, well, is there anything of your grandmother's that you really want? <laughs>
0: Not her broom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but my one of my sisters was like, well, I really want this ring that she had. Sure. And um, and that was great. It's a really expensive ring, valuable mm-hmm. ring. And I could have cared less about the ring. I wanted this nightlight. That whenever I cleaned, I would turn the nightlight on because it was just really pretty. And it was kind of unique. It was a kind of a heavy glass ball of a nightlight. So that was the only thing that I took from my grandmother's house that I have to remind me of her. I didn't care about the value of it. It was that that night, like connects me with my grandmother and because of the time that we spent and, and the experience. That's yeah. a wonderful mm-hmm. story, Mary. So these are the points of grandparent wisdom yes. <laughs> that are so valuable to pass oh, down. Oh, yes. Right? Now, will you do that with your own grandson? I'm just curious. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yes. (laughs) All right. The last tip that I think is a great tip for grandparents to give their grandkids is learning how to live on less and love it. Okay. Right? It can be empowering. Yes. There is a beautiful simplicity to living on less. And in this day and age that we have now where everything is available and electronics are so prevalent and there's always a constant barrage of information, this, this idea of living with some level of simplicity is not only a throwback to a previous generation, but it's also something that really is important for people to understand as an option. Mm-hmm. And grandkids don't always know that or mm-hmm. understand how to tap into that. Right. So this idea of living on less and loving it, the, the financial simplicity of it, I think, is a great lesson that can be learned. So, you know, the tendency to increase your spending as your income increases, that's what a lot of people do. But the lesson grandparents can teach is you don't have to do that. That can sometimes be a little bit of a trap.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that is a matter of being very thoughtful, as in full of thought about, do I need this? Why do I want it? Right, And assessing
1: if it's that important. Yes. So living on less and loving it, you know, one of the things that my grandma taught me was that if you eat in, you spend less. But again, eating in, With your family creates this whole next layer of experience that is important, Mm -hmm. right? Now, going out is fun, but going out maybe as a novelty is a better financial plan for a lot of people, especially when you're young and establishing your money and trying to figure out how things are working in the world.
0: And it is about the time versus money thing. Yeah. You know, I can remember uh, when we were talking earlier, the emphasis on when you would buy clothing, what were the care restrictions, I can remember uh, hearing, ooh, do you have to dry clean that? And I thought, well, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't you weren't going to buy the that care instructions. if you had yeah, to do that, right? If you had to spend money and yep. have a
1: professional clean it, mm-hmm. was that really of value? Yep, exactly. I remember um, when I was growing up that um, my parents would take us to McDonald's. Now, the only time we got to go to McDonald's was during Lent. And we got to go on Fridays to have a fish sandwich. As a kid, the last thing you want to do when you go to McDonald's is to have a stinking fish sandwich with a milk, right? <laughs> and you really oh, just want like a burger and fries and a soda, right. and we got the fish sandwich with milk. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but... Good news, bad news. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> But my parents had actually figured out that it was cheaper to buy fish sandwiches from McDonald's than to cook
0: fish for the family on Friday nights. Isn't that
1: funny? Yeah. So it's, it's funny things like that, that are great lessons that you can pass down to people. Oh, so, all right. So we've talked about some great tips. Again, I encourage you to call in and get the journal of memories to share with your grandchildren. Just call us at Sturk Financial or go to our website, com, And then, um, If you are in a position where you are likely to be helping your aging parents with their finances, then for sure go out there and register for a seminar coming up on February the 28th called Assisting Your Aging Parents. And on either of these, feel free when you call in to ask for me, Amy. I am usually
0: Amy McFarlane because we have two Amys. Um, I am the one that is usually going to be packaging up these little goodies. <laughs> yep.
1: And we'll send it right out to you or you can stop in and pick it up. But anyway, um, I hope that these little tidbits of advice are ones that you can pass down down to your grandchildren, or if you're a, a younger person who's listening, I hope it's first some thought for you to go talk to your grandparents about money and go yes. pick up some of their wisdom while you still can. Yes. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.